Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just Get Fit with Nikki. Today, I wanted to share with you some strategies and small changes that you can do that add up in really big ways. And these are things where oftentimes I see people go, oh, I just can't. Oh, I don't know where to start. It's just too much. And so these, this whole podcast is going to be dedicated to sharing some tips and strategies of things that are going to feel perhaps a bit more doable. And the point of this isn't to get you to do, you know, 10 things because they're all so small, but to maybe make a list of the ones that you like and say, okay, this week, I'm going to try this one. And next week, I'm going to try to continue with this one and perhaps add another one. But think about is this is you building the foundation or the structure to your journey. So instead of overhauling your entire life and making drastic changes, you're tackling things in a smaller but sustainable way. And so some things that I recommend doing that have been really helpful and either I do these regularly or I try to do them regularly or they're things that I recommend to my one-on-one clients. So for instance, if you are a coffee drinker like I am, I aim to have a whole glass of water before I drink my coffee. And then I also at the same time fill up my big water bottle. So it's about 950 milliliters or 30 to 32 ounces. I can't recall. Um, but I'll aim to kind of finish that by say 10 or 10 30 AM. And for me, that helps me to hydrate. It makes me feel a lot better. It keeps my, uh, hunger cues in check. And what I mean by that is I'm not trying to replace the idea of eating with water, but I definitely find that I personally get a lot more kind of snacky if I don't, if I don't hydrate. But more importantly than that is I actually used to get these really, really savage migraines, like debilitating. And so me drinking enough water is a huge factor of really cutting these migraines out altogether. And so, well, I'm not saying that's going to work for everyone. Me prioritizing my water in this way has been really crucial and helping me feel my best most of the time. So uh, something else you can try is if you are someone who enjoys alcohol, especially on the weekends, is think about sandwiching every alcoholic drink with a non-alcoholic one. Meaning if you're going to have, you know, a beer or I don't know, a martini or whatever it is. After that, you have something non-alcoholic. You have water, you have soda water, you have whatever it is you prefer. And then after you finish that, go back to having an alcoholic drink. And the thing is, for most of us, it's a lot more sustainable to, instead of eliminating something, I mean, you could insert anything here besides alcohol. Alcohol just tends to be one of those things that we have multiple of for those people who do drink. And so instead of having six drinks, you maybe end up having three. And so maybe, maybe you save a bit of money or maybe you just feel a little bit better. And I think, well, this can be a tough one. It makes it feel a little bit more doable because you're not having to give it up completely. All right. Third thing you can try. Ask for your dressing on the side. Yes, I know it's an old one, but it's an old one that can be really helpful because dressing, if you've ever looked at the nutritional information of websites or places, you go, wow, that's, 
that's quite an impressive amount of calories, you know, put into a small amount of liquid. And I'm not anti-dressing. I'm not going to tell you to eat it by itself or, you know, just squeeze lemon on it. No, I love a good dressing. I really do. But sometimes I find places either overdress it and my salad is more soup-like and soggy, or it's just not exactly what I wanted. And so Yes, I might ask for dressing on the side and use every single drop of it. However, sometimes I use half of it or a smaller amount, and that works really well for me. Okay, number four, park farther away. Every time you go somewhere, whether it's the grocery store, whether it's the bank, I'm like, I don't even know where people go anymore these days, but wherever it is you go, park farther away with intention. Park at the end of the parking lot. Sure, it's not a marathon. It's not a ton further likely. However, if you do this every day for an entire year, you're sneaking in a lot of extra steps. And that is something that you can actually sustain for a longer period of time. And if you live somewhere where it rains a lot, I promise you, you are not made of sugar. You're not going to melt. Okay, moving on to number five walks. Okay. Sneak in some walks. Now I have been aiming to get my morning walks in. So get up at six, head out by six 30, trying to get a 30 to 45 minute walk in. However, this isn't for everyone. I know that people don't always have that time or the energy to do that. And sometimes I don't have the time or energy to do that. So one thing that I have found a bit of a mindset changer is for me, I used to go, okay, I'm going to go for a walk. And then I would walk, say for, you know, 15, 20 minutes in one direction. And then I would turn around after that. However, on days when I'm real tired, the very thought of that is too daunting. And so what I've started doing is I will do loops of my neighborhood. So at no point am I ever more than five minutes from home. So I will go up and down the same block or around, you know, my entire block a couple times. I'll go through the park. I'll walk around, you know, different areas, but I'm always five minutes from home. So when I get tired, I know I can turn back and I know I don't have to go, holy smokes, I have 17 more minutes until I get home. Because for me, I've found that as soon as something feels overwhelming or too much, I'm the kind of person that just calls it quits and gives up. And so this kind of little compromise has really helped me to still get my walks in and get my steps in, but allowing myself, you know, a little bit of grace and compassion to, if at any point, turn around and go home, should I feel like that's the best choice for me? Okay, moving on to the next thing you can try. And that is, if you are someone who likes treats and snacks and gets, you know, things like little cookies or chips or anything like that, that perhaps you're trying to have in more moderation is when you purchase it, you pat you package or portion out smaller portions, a little bit redundant. But for example, I bought these little chocolate bunny crackers that I have on my morning walk with my coffee. And for me, the night before what I do is I get my little Tupperware container, I fill one up for me, I fill one up for my husband, and they're on the counter first thing that I can grab as I go out the door. But portioning them out in a container that not only I get to fill up because it's pretty small, it's a really nice way for me to feel good about getting to eat something. 
having an appropriate portion. And well, it's just really delicious. It's a really nice way to start my day. And so whether it's chips, whether it's cookies, whether it's crackers, if you are someone that is struggling with portion control a bit and you kind of like that grab and go feels, it can be a good thing to try to portion it out after buying something. So whether it's putting it in little individual containers, then putting all those in the pantry or fridge, it makes it a way for you to include those things in your day or your week without, you know, eating directly from the bag. And that's a good way to allow you, not allow, that's the wrong word, but to incorporate things you like more regularly without that feeling of, oof, I ate too much. Okay, the next thing, this is a big mindset shift. And this is the aim for something versus nothing. So this goes back into the, oh, I just can't do this. Oh, I can't meal prep or I can't meal plan or I can't exercise. And that's the, okay, what can you do? You can't go to the gym for an hour. What can you do? Can you go for a walk for 10 minutes? Can you stretch in your living room? Okay, you can't meal prep for the entire week because that doesn't work for you. What can you do? Can you bake a little bit more at dinner? And so you have leftovers for lunch the next day? The thing is, it's not all or nothing. There's always going to be a compromise that you can make where you end up coming a little bit out ahead as opposed to not doing anything at all. All right, our second last tip or thing you can try, and that is eat off a smaller plate or eat out of a smaller bowl. I have learned long ago when I get a plate or a bowl, I really and truly feel the need to fill it up. And studies definitely show that this is something that a lot of us have in common. A lot of people do this. We fill the plate or we fill the bowl because that's just what we do. We, we're like, oh, that's how much food I need. And the thing is, a lot of us do this regardless of hunger levels, regardless of how the big, how big the plate is. And so eating out of a smaller bowl or off a smaller plate is an easy way for you to put less on it. And that's not to say you can't go back and get more. However, you putting a little bit less on your plate might mean you have the realization that, oh, I'm full and I'm satisfied before you have as much as you used to in the past. And this is where it's also another great way of being able to include all the foods you like and love without feeling like, oh, I ate too much or that, that food just landed like a brick in my stomach because I ate past the point of comfort. And so I started doing this. I laugh because, oh my goodness, I would do this for my breakfast every day. I love oatmeal. I used to have a lot of yogurt, Greek yogurt, and I would just fill the biggest bowl with like a huge pile of Greek yogurt. And then on top of that, I'd be like, oh, well, like I'm going to put some fruit and berries in there and I'm going to put some granola and it has to be the proper ratio. And because I'd gotten such a big bowl, well, this little snack of mine would end up being, you know, 800 calories really easily because, well, I'd end up putting like a cup of granola on there, which was like 300 calories. And then plus on my fixins and I go, oops. And so me simply just getting a smaller bowl meant I put less yogurt in there and the less toppings and fixins. And I still got to eat it, but it was in a way where I actually felt good at the end. I didn't need to take a nap. I wasn't overly stuffed or full or uncomfortable. 
And that to me is really important because when I can continue my day feeling good, it's a lot easier to continue to make good choices around food and exercise. All right. And last but not least, instead of none, instead of that restrictive mentality, or I'm going to give it up mentality, aim for a little bit less. There's nothing worse than saying, oh, I can't have chocolate or I can't have popcorn or I can't have French fries. What if you just aim for, I'm going to have a little bit less than I normally would. So if I normally have one chocolate bar a day, what if you had half every day? If you normally have 10 cups of popcorn, what if you had seven? What if you had six? All or nothing is really not a sustainable approach if you plan on making this a lifestyle. If you plan on keeping things up long term, it has to feel doable. It certainly has to feel enjoyable. And you mentally have to, you know, break down that idea that you can't have something. The only foods and things you should not be eating are foods that either are expired, foods that make you feel bad, that cause you to be overly bloated or give you an allergic reaction to, or foods you don't like. Those are the only things that really should be off limits, or at least in moderation, because I know sometimes people go, oh, that makes me bloated, but I really enjoy it, so I have it from time to time. You, my dear, are the only one who knows what works for you best. So pick one or two of these, give it a try for an entire week. That's right, I said entire week, not just today, but the entire week. And if you pick one or two, you're much more likely to keep it up because you're not trying to go, oh, did I get my water? Oh, did I, you know, get dressing on the side? Did I park further away? Did I do all these things? Pick one or two, do them for the entire week. And if it went well, keep them up next week as well. And guess what? If that gets to be easy, you can add another one in. But these little changes can add up in really big ways. Think about it, you know, small plus small equals big. Okay, so don't overhaul your life. Don't give everything up. Don't add 10 hours of exercise and cardio. Focus on what you can do today, tomorrow, and the next day. All right, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And if you are enjoying my podcast and are an Apple user, please scroll down to the bottom and leave a review. I love hearing from you.